and we're live. Well, live recorded. Uh, welcome to the Tim Biscuit Podcast. Before we get on with today's podcast, I just want to say a massive thanks and shout out to our sponsors that are RuneSilk.com, the Rebeardcade company, and Tenga.co.uk, the sex toy company. With both these companies, you can get 10% off your first order or orders if you use the code TINBISCUIT at, at checkout. That's the code TINBISCUIT, capital T, capital B. Thanks for putting that out of the way. There we go. Anyway, do you want to introduce yourself for our new guest? Because I've been looking forward to like this one. Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Dino, Dino Joachim, and I'm the, ho- I'm the owner of uh, the Nightingale Mansion Hotel on the Isle of Wight. Cool. So the reason I got in touch with you, because I was reading um, RT News and I saw an article that said um, red pe- red-pilled people only. Yeah, I can't so, believe we ended up, they put it on that newspaper. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was RT News. That's that's so so like they had your link to your website. Yeah, I did that and I emailed you, but then I tracked down. I did a stalkery thing. I tracked down the phone number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and then I like so, but it like so was advertised as like I, I didn't go into anything personal or creepy. But can like you explain because like I thought it just was amazing. Uh, what's like you actually mean by red pilled people only? And go from there. Sure. Um, I think I, I kind of reached just a point where. Uh, I, I got fed up of, you know, we opened up, we opened up for the for bank holiday Monday and I mean, we've been open the whole time anyway, but we got busy bank holiday Monday and we had quite a few guests. We were full actually, we were totally full. And um, I, I got annoyed with some of the guests which came in wearing masks and um, they were obviously, you know, believers in the whole scam. Um, so I, I, I then just took it to the next level and I decided to put it up on our website and I removed us from bookings.com because um, I was just, you know, it, it's it's not a nice thing to see people come in here wearing masks. It, it symbolizes fear. It symbolizes everything that's wrong with the world right now. And they don't realize, they might not realize it, but they need to go and educate themselves on this matter rather than walking around looking like complete idiots, really. and and part of this part of this cult it's almost like a cult now it feels like they're part of a cult there is no science behind it so why are you wearing a mask it says on mm. the box that it doesn't protect you against covid and a lot of them are wearing it because they think that it protects them so even though the government has said and the mainstream media says you know you wear yours to protect others and others will wear theirs to protect you they're not doing it for that reason it's someone turned up at my door today and um uh, to fix the um, the coke pumps and he was wearing a mask and I said mate you don't need to wear that for me and he goes no that's fine I'll keep it on it really irritated me because what was the point I just told him he didn't need to wear it for me so why is he wearing it if I'm yeah. gonna, if I'm if I'm not wearing one he's not protected so the thing is completely useless so I decided to go all out and I said you know no vax holes, no uh, no mask holes on my website, and only red pillars um, because we want to attract like-minded people. And where it is, it's not a massive hotel. You know, originally it had 35 bedrooms, so it's a decent-sized hotel. But I've reduced the the amount of rooms and made them I made them larger. It's not a huge hotel, and it's it's got a very homey feel as well. It feels like you're coming to somebody's mansion. It's not like a hotel where everything is uniformed. You don't have you know 
um, uniform furniture everywhere. It's all different. So you come here, it's, it's cozy and it's different and quirky and it's unusual. And then seeing somebody wearing a surgical mask, you know, no, unacceptable. And it's funny because back um, a couple of years ago, I, I would wear these gothic masks with the studs on them. Um, and even those, I mean, they were, they were completely mesh. Yeah, you could breathe perfectly fine. But even then, I didn't like wearing them for too long. It's uncomfortable. Mm. So it was, you know, that was based on fashion, really. I, I refuse to wear that now because obviously the mask has become a symbol of tyranny. Uh, so we went all out and we, we, we just put that on our website where before I was being a little bit more careful. I was tweeting about it, but I didn't put it on the website because the minute you put it on the website, it's official and it's illegal. And that's your policy. And I mean, I got threatened with a £22,000 fine from the council over here for Facebook um, posts and, and social media posts and, and a sign that I put outside which said I won't wear somebody else's fear. Uh, mask-free zone, and they tried to find me £22,000, £20,000 for the social media post, which is absolutely insane, because what does that have anything to do with Isle of Wight Council, and £2,000 for the sign. So um, I figured if it's on the website, it's a lot more effective, and it is. Mm. Um, so it's up there, and I got visited by the licensing police from the mainland. They, they, were, they said they were inundated with uh, complaints about me. So they had to come down here. I don't know why the council didn't come and see me this time round. I think maybe they, they're too too worried, too scared about what from what happened the last time. Immediately, I contacted the newspaper, the local newspapers. I tweeted about it. It got so much attention. Um, and on top of everything, I, I put people's details. So I just posted a picture of the letter I received with the details, the telephone number, email of the of the licensing officer that sent me this ridiculous letter. Um, so they started getting bombarded with hate emails and then they tried to threaten me with uh, privacy law. Um, the thing is, though, if you know what you're talking about, which I looked into it, because it had become a public story, public in, uh, story of interest, and it was already in the newspapers, then anyone involved can be legally named. If it's a private thing, if, it, if I didn't contact the newspapers, and it wasn't a public interest, which it definitely was a public interest, then what I did would have broken privacy laws. Mm -hmm. um, so I think maybe they were a little bit scared to come and approach me again. So maybe they went over, you know, the, the people's heads over here and they went straight to the mainland um, authorities and they came and visited me. The two of them came here. Um, we had a talk and I explained to them that my hotel is for mask exempt people only. Um, they, I didn't need to discuss red pills with them because obviously that's not their concern. But they were concerned whether or not we were um, enforcing the restrictions. And I explained that we weren't enforcing restrictions because we're a mask exempt hotel only. And I'm not, I can't be done for discrimination either because if somebody books and they're a mask wearer and they turn up here, um, it's not like I would say you're not allowed in. That's what I told them anyway. Um, I can't tell them, you know, you can't come in. Even though this is my private property, I guess I could argue that as well. And, you know, if it ever came to that, then I, I would find a way to get around that as well. Like I found a way to get around most of the things I'm doing. But I said, this is a mask exempt hotel. And now if people wearing masks come here and 
according to the government, if you're wearing your mask, you're protecting others, they won't feel protected. So they're not going to have a good holiday. So I'm trying to deter those people who like to wear masks, who are part of the cult. That's not how I put it to the police, though. My people who aren't exempt from masks from coming here because obviously they won't enjoy themselves. They completely agreed with that and they completely understood that. Uh, the only point we disagreed on was when they said, am I enforcing masks outside in my garden? And I said, well, of course not. I go, well, outside. Why would I, why would I do something like that? They're like, well, you're legally supposed to. And I said, well, that's where, that's where we're going to disagree because we're, we're hospitality here. We're not a hospital. We're not police. Um, we know how to keep people safe. I, I've been trained and I know how to keep people safe here. And that's what I continue doing. And that's what I'm going to continue doing. But if the government wants people to wear masks outside, my staff are not going to be policing that. Then they should allocate a policeman to stand in everybody's garden, every beer garden, every pub and, and, and enforce that themselves. Because it's, it's not our job to do that. They can't, they can't recruit us all to start enforcing their rules. Um, <clears throat> so that, that's kind of where I went with that, really. So I, I, I ended up, you know, it was a very good conversation with the police. They wished me well, they wished me all the success, and, and they left. And I, I'm pretty happy with uh, how that went, because they were reasonable, and most police officers are reasonable, the, the professional ones, the ones who know the door, the ones that know exactly what the restrictions are. So if a policeman asks you, are you aware that you need to wear a mask? Or anyone, any professional asks you anywhere, are you, you know, are you aware you're, you need to wear a mask? And you say, yes, that should end right there. You don't legally need to show them any kind of proof. You don't need to speak to them anymore. And really, people should know really not to even ask. It's not like nobody knows that we should be wearing masks, apparently. And if you take it further than that, it's you may wear masks. It's not even a law. I'm not even sure if anyone's actually been fined for it. If anyone's paid a fine for not paying, for not wearing a mask, I think they're just chicken shit, really. And they should stand up for themselves because that's the fucking problem right there. That's the problem. People are just doing what they're told. And even if they don't want to do it and then they get in trouble for it, they go and pay the fine. Why, why, why can't we stand up for ourselves? I'm waiting to get a fine. I'm waiting to get in trouble so I can go to court and speak to a reasonable judge and see where it's going to go from there. And even if a judge is not reasonable and he rules against me, I'll appeal that because this is what we're fighting for. We're fighting for our freedom. We, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to entertain anymore the fact that these people think that there's a science behind wearing masks. And as for vaccines, that goes against every human right violation that we can imagine the the coercion that's going on right now the the manipulation i was a victim of somebody accusing me of uh, coercion and i i was arrested by five police officers taken down to a police station kept until two o'clock in the morning interviewed interrogated by a <laughs> police woman which i kept kicked out of my hotel five years earlier because she said she came to the bar and she said i'm a policewoman I'm going to write a positive review on TripAdvisor if you give me free drinks. And if you don't, I'll write a negative review. And she was staying at my hotel at the time. This is a policewoman here on the Isle of Wight. <clears throat> I said to her, go upstairs, pack your shit. You and your fucking boyfriend get the hell out of my hotel. She goes, do you know who you're speaking to? I'm like, I don't give a shit who I'm speaking to. You're on my private property right now. And the government needs to understand this. Police need to understand this. Hospitals, civil servants, 
that we did not work for them. They worked for us. We put those people in place so they could do a job for us. But somehow, over time, things have changed. People have gotten confused. And now they think that we work for them. They think, you know, if you open up a business, some people genuinely think that, that the government has more authority over them than they have over the government. That's insane. I mean, how, why, in, we were just talking about weed before you started recording. Why the hell is weed illegal? Yeah, nobody's ever died from it. No, he's, he, and it's mad. I just want to go back to one thing you said that on your um, um, website, you um, put vaccinated people. Would like you turn away someone who's been vaccinated? Or would you still accept them as a guest? Thing is, I'm not going to intrude on people's uh, privacy as well. And I'm not going to question, have you been vaccinated? Haven't you been vaccinated? What they put in their body, I guess, is their choice. It's a shame that they're falling for this because this kind of this is allowing this is perpetuating the bullshit that's going on right now by them complying and going along and getting these vaccines. But I'm not going to take it to the point where I'm going to start interrogating people before they come into my hotel and asking them, can I see yeah. history? Likewise, I don't want to be interrogated and I don't want anyone to ask me about my medical history when I go somewhere. So um, I think that was just um, maybe uh, an over the top uh, kind of at spur of a moment anger thing that I put up there. And I kind of like it. If it deters people from getting from coming here who have taken the vaccine, then that means the people who do come here are more like us. But there is no way for me to enforce something like that. And um, <clears throat> for instance, my staff, um, most of them, all of them, except for one, uh, are not getting the vaccine. Uh, all of them uh, have understood. I've sat them down and I've explained to them that they're exempt. I didn't have to force them to tell them to, you can't work here if you, if you wear a mask. It wasn't like that. I love my staff. My head housekeeper, six years she's been with me. But I saw her wearing a mask one day and the shit scared me. I was like, fuck, what happened to her? Well, is she falling for this crap now? And then she said to me, Dino, I just didn't want you to get in trouble. I was trying to protect you and I was trying to protect your business. I go, that's beautiful. Thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate that. I love you. But let me explain something to you. Do you like wearing it? And she said, no. I'm like, does it cause you distress wearing it? She goes, of course. She goes, I'm like, then take the fucking thing off. <laughs> take it off. I go, because you're exempt. Because anyone who doesn't like wearing it, anyone who feels distressed wearing it, is exempt, legally exempt from it. So she doesn't wear it. No, none of my staff wear it. Um, but one of my staff members, unfortunately, he's being coerced so badly. He's, he's older. He's, uh, he's fragile emotionally. Uh, he's a very good friend of mine. Uh, he's been there through you know, thick and thin with me. And I've tried talking to him and telling him that he shouldn't take it just for the reasons that he gave me. Uh, unfortunately, his family's taken it. His family are forcing him, uh, coercing him, rather, to, to take it. So he's going to take the vaccine. I'm not going to stop him from working here. I'm not going to stop myself from hugging him when I see him, even though I have, you know, I'm worried about shedding. But the thing is, I've spoken to one of my other employees, Rachel, um, which she, she, she was on a, a little video I made, which I put on YouTube. And she's, she's explained to me that this isn't even a, a vaccine. So it's not possible to shed it because you're not actually receiving the virus. I don't know too much about it, so I, I, I don't want to go into details with that. But I'm, no, I'm not going to be able to enforce whether or not people uh, come here 
uh, are vaccinated or not. But hopefully what I put up on my website will deter them. So someone today on bookings.com, which made a booking with us, um, we send them an email and said, can you please go to our website, read the information and get back to us whether or not you want to stay with us or not. And they wrote back saying that they wanted to cancel their booking. Happy fucking days. You know what I mean? So that was really good because we realized there that they might have turned up wearing masks or maybe they were vaccinated. I seriously doubt we're going to get a lot of people that are vaccinated turning up at our hotel. Has, um, have you got any backlash personally and on like business side from what you've said and what you've put up on um, your website and this sign sort of like from like the public? The public. The stock, yeah, from the stock industry, I've just said you're a f- which industry? The public. Just the like public. the public. Yeah. Um, so not not from uh, what ha- what I put up recently, but um, a, when all this first started, and I publicly uh, announced on my pages that I didn't believe um, any of this. I didn't believe that the pandemic was real. At the time, I believed that COVID was was very real, but I thought it was over-exaggerated. And um, I also believed that if people were vulnerable and, and the elderly, they should stay home, they should be protected, and the rest of us should support the economy and continue on with our lives. And I believed that, you know, uh, the lockdowns were a lot worse than the actual, um, than, um, than the virus. And the damage that the lockdowns were doing the suicide rates, missed cancer treatments, everything, everything that everyone knows about by now. Um, I thought that was, you know, that, that, the best way to do it was keep the vulnerable at home. But so when I posted that, um, I got major, major backlash. So we got we got slaughtered on, on Facebook. We had to leave Facebook. They created a hate campaign against us. Uh, 95% of my performers, because I throw cabaret events here, they all turned against me and where they normally would uh, praise us on how safe it was here and how amazing I was and how generous I was. That all went down the fucking toilet and they went so vicious that they would make make up the worst, most disgusting rumors about me. And the horrible things that have went around, live videos on Facebook about me, everyone turned against me. My friends turned against me. Um, I lost a lot of friends over this. And I had, to, I had to shut down a couple of my pages on Facebook, my work pages. Instagram just went dormant. I stopped using it. Um, and then I, 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 I went on to Twitter and I found the most amazing community on Twitter. Twitter is the, the best community, the best social, social media community that you can find. The people there are so passionate. They're so caring. They're so loving. And they're, they're fighters. And if you, and and they we found each other there and they supported me and I, I didn't feel we me and my partner didn't feel alone anymore and then when things then then just exploded really and the amount of fan mail that we've been getting recently last weekend on the weekend alone we got 200 emails from around the world almost every country Japan Switzerland everywhere. We got emails from so many people telling us how support, you know, that they wanted to support us. Some people wanted to send us money. And we were like, no, you don't need to send us money. We don't need your money. That's fine. Um, and we got loads of bookings. That we accept, obviously. That's great. I mean, I personally thought that I burnt my business down to the ground with what I did. And I, I, I didn't care. And because I thought I knew what I, what I was saying and what I was doing was right. And I would rather my business failed and 
but I still kept my integrity and my and my beliefs and continued fighting. And that I, I, I was rewarded in then because now an absolute success where I had already made the hotel a success and I worked so hard to make the hotel a success. And it was three years where it wasn't. And then it blew up and then it I, I killed it with my with my opinions about COVID. I completely killed that. Well, fuck. I worked so hard. What was that? Was that some kind of self-destructive behavior? Was that because I had reached a level a level of success that I, I I then hated myself inside of something and I decided to why didn't I just keep my opinions to myself and I thought fuck no you know there's no way because these are my opinions I'm very strong opinionated and I wanted the world to understand and I wanted my family to understand I wanted my friends to understand I wanted to liberate them um, me and me and Leela, my partner, we were liberated. We went on holidays. We went to Edinburgh. We went to Cyprus. We never wore masks anywhere we went. We lived freely. The only thing that was dystopian was just walking around and seeing people. Going to a hotel in Bath, we took the family, me, and my uh, me, and my partner, and my two daughters. We went there. We didn't wear masks. We said we were exempt, but all of the staff wore masks. It was terrible. And it's horrible to see them like that. You don't know if they're smiling. You don't know if they're. You don't know what expression they had behind it. It's just. It wasn't nice. So that wasn't. That wasn't very pleasant. So I. I, I continued fighting, and now. Now my hotel is a success again. I, I'm. We're getting booked up like crazy. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because I want other hotels and I want other businesses to realize and recognize the success that we're enjoying right now, and then maybe. Even if it's for the wrong reasons, maybe it's if it's because they want that same success and they want that money, they, they might start following what we're doing. And to me, that's fine. I don't care what their motivation is. As long as I can start going to, to hotels and businesses and I won't be discriminated because I don't want to wear a mask and especially the staff are not wearing masks and nobody else is wearing And we're all living like we used to. There is no new norm. They try to pump that shit into our minds from day one. So they had no intention of bringing back our old normal life back. I mean, they, they didn't know what was going on. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Because everyone, all the all these chicken shit motherfuckers, they all jumped onto the mask thing before the government even told them to do it. And they're so, they're so sadistic that they were like, no, 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 don't wear a mask. You hear Fauci saying there's no science behind wearing a mask. And then later on, it's like, wear a mask. Oh, don't wear double masks. And then there's so many <laughs> videos of him not wearing masks when when the cameras aren't on him. As soon as he finishes his speech, he takes off the mask. Well, what's that about? I mean, why wear it? Biden, he's wearing, that thing's glued on his fucking face. He's an odd bod. Yeah, totally, totally. So, so we're, we're really happy right now. We're, we're flying. We're, you know, so much love, so much appreciation after all of the abuse that we got. So much abuse. And at one stage when, when um, think people started you know, uh, not believing uh, so much into it. And we, we came out of lockdown last summer. So when we came out of lockdown last summer, we were the only hotel and the only business on the island, as far as I know, that when you stepped into our hotel, you there was no restriction. There was no signs. Sorry, there was one sign. I'm going to tell you about it in a second. But there was no stickers on the floor. There was nothing telling you where to go, which direction to go. Nobody was wearing masks. The only sign that we did have there, because we were told off by environmental health when they turned up one day, and so we drew up a sign, was two sheep with a little line saying two meters apart, saying the fascist government have, are making us enforce a, a social distancing, two meters social distancing. We had two sheep there. So we, we, we ridiculed the, the sign, really. 
and that they weren't happy about it. But I said to them, it's, it's a sign. The information is there. I don't care whether or not you like it or not. I've done my part now. And then my daughters went around and they took the, the hand sanitizer gels and they ripped off the labels and they put toxic, toxic labels and nuclear, nuclear warning labels onto them. Because if you keep using them all the time, they're not good for you and you're going to lower your immunity system. In fact, I think I suffered a little bit from um, hypochondria before, before this happened. Um, I, I, I would... A little bit of a germaphobe, maybe. I would, I would wash my hands quite, you know, quite maybe excessively. And I used to go around the hotel spraying the, the banisters and the stairs with Dettol. I, I used to do that my whole life. I don't do that anymore. This fucking thing has cured me because I know that I need, I need, I need, to, I need these germs to stay healthy. I need to build up my immunity. But I've never taken the flu vaccine ever in my life. And my brother, where he takes the vaccine every single year, every year he's sick. Every year he is so sick, he gets terribly ill. And it's like, what's the point of taking a vaccine if you're going to get that sick every year? And me, on the other hand, I'll get sick maybe once uh, every three years. I'm really, really sick. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about I can't breathe and I'll get sick like that. And then I'll recover. So people which are getting ill right now, and they're saying, Dino, it's real. I couldn't breathe and I couldn't smoke my cigarette and I, got, I was dying and I couldn't go to the gym. Yeah, motherfucker, okay. Everyone gets sick like that now and again. We all get sick like that. It's a flu, but everybody's hyper-focused right now on the flu. And that's what I believe this is. I don't even believe that there's a COVID-19 anymore. I've reached a point the other day when we did the antibody tests and we found out that we, we haven't had COVID. The last time I got, the one time I got really, really ill during this whole thing was four weeks ago. And uh, my daughters were kept given uh, these uh, these tests to do at home, these COVID tests to do at home. Oh, they the kept, rough head. Yeah. <clears throat> they kept stacking up in my house because nobody's doing them. I wouldn't do them to my children. There's no chance in hell I'm going to put those things up their noses or, or let them uh, do tests. And I've said that to the school. And where is the private school? They had to accept it, I guess. Um, but then when one kid got apparently got tested positive at the school, I said to the teacher, you know what, what I'll do? I'll go home. I'm going to test it on myself. If I have COVID, then the kids have COVID. If I don't have COVID, then the kids don't have COVID. Because, you know, if, if we have to keep two meters apart and wear masks, but then I'm sitting there hugging my children all day, then if they got it, then definitely I have it. So if I test myself, I'd rather do it on myself than on my children. So I tested it. To be honest, I even forgot to do it. Yeah, so I'm not even going to lie. I forgot to do it for that, for that occasion. But when I got sick, and I was really ill and I couldn't breathe that well. And I was wheezy and my chest was hurting me. I thought, oh, OK, possibly COVID. Three days in a row, I did a test. Three days in a row, negative, negative, negative. Did the antibody test the other day, me and Leela. We haven't had COVID. People are saying, yes, but if you had it before 90 days, it wouldn't show up on the antibody test. Well, the only time I really got sick throughout this whole thing was four weeks ago. So if it was COVID, it should have showed up on that. Guess what it was? It was a fucking flu. Which flu? Who knows? There's so many variants of the flu and people die from it all the time. 60,000 people die from the flu here in the UK alone every single year. Nobody gave that any attention whatsoever. I didn't even know that until COVID, this whole thing happened. And I was like, wow, 60,000 people. Okay, a million people die every year around the world from car accidents. Nobody gives a shit about that. Nobody says you can't drive your car anymore. You know, it's... So this is not a this is not about COVID. This is not about a pandemic. <clears throat> what 
when did you become there was fucking loads of bikes I just fucking passed out it was dead loud sorry about that okay if about you ate it um I'm sure you did um it's because I'm sat on the seafront doing it on like my phone and I can just see the sea so I thought it's nice. so nice to see in and it's like a nice view and that we've and got, then the all comes down yeah it's the fucking sea is the best view best view ever um going back to the covid when did you think covid wasn't real or there was something not quite right about it uh two weeks after it came to the uk because when we watched the around two weeks when we watched the the wuhan videos i'm not gonna lie they scared the shit out of me seeing people drop dead like that on the streets and it was it was scary i mean they they made a whole production out of it didn't they and then they they made it public over here and we thought it was real and we, we were and then when it came here we thought okay that's what's going to happen to everyone here people are going to start dropping dead in the streets nobody dropped dead in the streets i went to um the supermarket one of the shop clerks came too close to me i freaked out uh leela went to stood too close next to somebody i freaked out with her I, it actually got to me i'm not gonna lie and and then I looked with my own eyes and I, I trust my intuition as well. And I realized, but this is, this is not happening here. And I'm not, I'm not hearing any ambulances and I'm not seeing anyone that's sick. I don't know anyone that's died from it. And I just stopped slowly, slowly. I, the fear just fell off. And where people think that they started saying that the reason we started believing in these conspiracies was to um, for control so we could have control over our lives. I'd never felt like I had control over my life. In fact, I feel I think if I believed in it, I would have more control. In fact, I think they're pushing, they're 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 um, misdirecting what they're saying onto us. Because if I wanted control, I'd put a mask on me. If I wanted control, I'd lock myself up, and I'd say, right now, I'm protecting myself. I, I'm I'm taking these measures, and I'm protecting myself the way all of these people, which are shit scared, are doing. But I I, I felt like I was. I lost control because they took all of that away from us. So no, I, I stopped at that point. I started hugging people, and when we dropped, when we, like I was saying, when uh, lockdown was uh, taken off, this was the only hotel that I know that didn't have any restriction, no masks, and I made a point out of it to hug everybody. And then I was actually trying to catch this virus. So if somebody told me that they weren't feeling well, I would try to catch it. I wanted to experience it. I wanted to gain the antibodies maybe as well at the same time if, when I thought it was real. Um, that never happened though. I mean, how, can, how much could I try anymore? And I, I kept saying, recently I've been saying, anything short of going, getting a COVID patient, victim or whatever, and rubbing him on my face, anything short of that, I did everything I could. And it's so funny because I met, I spoke to somebody yesterday. I'm going to be a little bit careful with this story I'm going to tell you because I don't want to get them in trouble. Um, I spoke to somebody yesterday who um, told me they, they, they work in um, home, uh, home, home repairs. So they go and they sort out your electricity and plumbing, whatever is wrong in your home. And they go to care homes and they get tested 20, 20 times a week uh, because of the you know, they're going into care homes and people are vulnerable there. And he, uh, a, a, a lad joined their team and he was worried that he had COVID because where he was working before was high risk. 
And they, they had gone together to a care home to do some repair works there. And they said they had to do the test and then they had to go outside and they had to wait 30 minutes to get the results. And the guy goes to the, the, the main, the older guy, you know, the, the, the senior guy, he says to him, listen, the younger one says, listen, I think I, you know, I'm really worried. What if I have it right now? And he goes, mate, don't worry about it. He goes, you're fine. You're absolutely fine. So they started joking around. And the older one grabs him and he starts rubbing his face on his face. And they were messing about like that. And he started basically grinding him. And I thought, oh, my God, you literally did what I keep joking about. You literally took a COVID person and rubbed him all over you. Because the nurse came out and said, yes, the younger one had COVID and the older one didn't. So they were like, fuck. The other one was like, shit, what about, you know, I literally just rubbed myself against you and I've spent the entire week with you and the entire day with you in the car, no masks on. So he should have it too then. But he, he came out negative. So they sent, you know, maybe it was a false positive. So they sent this younger one. He went and got the proper test done at the hospital or the COVID test centers or whatever. Again, it came out positive. He had the symptoms. Loss of taste, loss of smell, and a headache. That's all he had. The other one, which has uh, asthma and was, you know, if he caught it, I suppose he would have trouble. If he caught a flu or if he caught COVID, um, was was a little bit worried. So he went and got tested and it came out negative. He thought, okay, that must be a false negative because he believed in it, obviously. Because, and and if, if everything they're telling us is true, and that we have to stay two meters apart and we have to wear masks and we can't be indoors, we can't dine indoors, then he has to have it. He can't not have it. I mean, what am I missing here, you know? But so he did the second test and he came out negative as well. So at that point, he thought, wait a minute, something's going on, you know, something's wrong here. If it's as contagious as everyone's saying it is, as the government is saying it is, then why didn't I catch it? And this is what he was telling me. He's like, he literally took a COVID-infected person, apparently COVID-infected, tested positive on the, on the quick test, tested positive on the, on the main one at the COVID test centers, and he was positive. He took him and he rubbed him on his face, and he was grinding him, and they were doing that for a while. He goes, I, anything short of licking him up and down, he goes, I, I, I was all over this guy. Sounded super gay, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, so... Again, it's like, how do, you, how do you explain something like that? And then you tell somebody and cognitive dissonance kicks in and they start, oh, but well, what about India? What the fuck about India? People that keep talking about India have never been to India. They, they don't know what they're talking about. I've been to India several times and I, each time I've gone there, I've spent five weeks. I've got sick there. I've spent time in hospitals. I've seen dead people on the streets. I've seen dead people in that hospital. I've gone ill so many times. I know exactly what the hospitals are like. And what they're showing us on the news isn't even as bad as the things that I've seen. So what is everyone talking about? It's like suddenly let's show them a really poverty-stricken country filled with disease, filled with poverty, filled with pollution. And let's scare the shit out of them again, just like we did with Wuhan. Why is that? I wonder what they're going to bring up next now. Well, yeah, I mean... They sort of are already on about um, may extend the lockdown pass on like the 21st of June. Yeah. Due to this in like ending var- like variant. And it's like you said yourself, we're only seeing what the media want us to see when it comes 
to this Indian thing mm-hmm. and the Chinese thing, people dropping down dead. And we don't know if that was staged. Can you really trust anything that comes out of China? No, you can't. Of course not. China, I mean, um, and then if, if I express my opinions now, oh, you're what's it, xenophobic, xenophobic. It's actually xenophobic. It's a Greek word, xeno, which means foreign, foreign phobic phobia. Everyone's saying xenophobic. I don't know why. Uh, xenophobic. Um, no, I'm not xenophobic. I've, I've traveled the world. I've gone everywhere. And uh, I'm not a globalist in any way. I'm very patriotic. I consider myself an English Cypriot and patriotic towards my country in Cyprus, Greek Cypriot, and I'm patriotic towards the UK because I live here. And when, I come, when I'm in a country, I respect their culture. I, I learned that when I went to go live in Thailand. And then there was booklets on the plane telling you how to behave when you go there. There's no booklets when they, when people come here. In fact, we just we 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 we're to their mercy here. We just go on our knees and allow them to do whatever they want. And then we have to be sensitive towards their culture in our own country. It doesn't make any sense. If I wear my cross and go to an Islamic country, a fanatic in Islamic country, then you know I possibly I need to hide it or something like that. But over here, we don't, we don't, and I, you know, that's a completely different subject. So, but I'm not xenophobic, but China, China is, uh, is, is, is terrible. I, I've been there many, many times as well. I've worked there. I used to trade in electronics before. So I used to sell televisions um, and I visited uh, a company called Changhong, Changhong, which is the second largest TV manufacturers in the world. Nobody's ever heard of them, but probably your TV in the living room was actually produced by this factory. And then Samsung or LG or something like that would buy the screens from them and then put their label on it. So I visited the factories and I, I, I've seen how the workers are. The, 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 the screen's literally on conveyor belts going in front of somebody and they have to put in four screws and the next TV. There is no human rights there at all. That's why people are jumping out of the, the factories, suicides in factories, because there's no ambition. They're treated like slaves over there. And the system that they have, the way that they, you know, this point system that they have, where, you know, if, if you, even if you watch porn, um, it, it then gets registered on your, on your record. You watch too much porn, so your point system now is going to go down. Or you didn't pay your parking ticket on time, so your point system is going to go down. And the lower your point system is, it's not like over here where we have a credit score and we can't get a bank loan or something like that. You're not allowed to travel. (laughs) You won't be able to leave the country. And that's what eventually is going to happen over here. Their population is so huge over there that they have to keep them in control because they want the government over there and the powers that be over there, the elite, they understand that so many billions of people, if they want, they'll turn around and turn against them and revolt and they'll take over. But people don't understand that. And they allow us a, a few people just to control them. And there's no, there's no morals over there. The Chinese occupation of Tibet, going to Tibet and occupying them and forcing monks and nuns to fuck each other in the streets at gunpoint, burning religious scriptures, destroying the monasteries. I went to Tibet. I went to the Patala uh, monastery, Dalai Lama's monastery, and there was just armed guards inside the monastery. They, they built these monuments outside the monastery. The way they teach the Tibetans, I could sense the fear. They were scared. Whenever I asked certain questions, they couldn't answer them in fear of they, they, they were being listened to. 
It's a dictatorship. It's 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 horrible. It's complete dystopia over there, and it's spreading over here. And I'm not afraid to say that. And we should stop allowing the Chinese to buy universities and schools, private schools over here in in, in the UK. Nobody ever in my in my daughter's private school. Nobody ever mentions the Greek holidays. Um, why not? We just had Greek Easter that just passed uh, a couple of weeks ago, like two weeks after the UK Easter. Nobody mentioned that in the school, but then come Chinese New Year and they're all singing Chinese so songs to each other. And my kids uh, know everything about China. Why? I don't get that. Because they're trying to push their culture and take over the world without firing even one bullet at us. Um, and something I mentioned on a podcast yesterday, and I, if you can Google it or if you can, um, you, you can definitely, anybody that's listening to this, they can just research it. I don't advise you use Google. I advise you use DuckDuckGo. But whatever search engine you use, if you if you look up, there was a they they were smuggling pills from China to South Korea and they confiscated them. There was a bust at the airport. And these pills were basically grounded up baby powder, like uh, baby infant bodies, uh, dead babies. So they would ground them up into powder and put them in capsules. And for some fucking sick reason, people were consuming these pills. Uh, I don't know why anybody or what health benefit or how sick somebody has to be to want to take pills. I, I, I have read about that, and I think it's got something to do with it might, they believed it might extend their life, having mm. the old saying, if you have young blood, makes you feel... Yes. Well, again. So I, I like think it comes from that, but I've definitely read about that. Going back to the Chinese thing and the like, point scoring and this, we've obviously got the vaccine passport come out. Um, I'm sure it'll be for cinemas, theatres, etc., and some bigger like events. What do you think the end goal is the end with goal. this? I mean, like, if it's, like, not real... Before, just... before, I, before I go into that, could I just... For your listeners, when you do search up that thing with the grounded-up baby powder, I want you all to wonder and ask yourselves, why the only bust ever was in 2012, and 10 years later, we have not seen one bust or heard one bust ever again on, on, on those on those supplements or drugs of discussing where are those babies coming from and why was there only ever one bus? People need to ask themselves that. Sorry, I'm very passionate about that because these babies that came from somewhere and the, there's baby farming going on in China where women are being forced to give up their babies and they sometimes give birth in hospitals which aren't real hospitals. They think they're gonna get their babies and then suddenly their babies are taken away. And there was only one bust. Are you telling me that, that an entire industry just completely stopped after one bust? No, it's still continuing right now. And for some reason, there is not one article anywhere to be found except for that. And we, you need to really question yourself that. And, and everyone needs to not just ignore that and brush it off. It's disgusting. And this is coming from China. So these are the kind of people that we're dealing with. Now, I'm really sorry. I just had to finish saying that, Richard. No, no. Yeah, I think... Um... I think human trafficking's quite big and it's yeah. bigger than people realize. I think with um, Epstein, um, Prince Andrew's been involved. It, it's all gone up. And like, obviously you've got the, still the slave trade. Absolutely. In like sort of Europe, like being with the girls being trafficked, trafficked, trafficked. Yep. That's, that's right. Isn't it? That's, 
that's how you say it. Traffic. <laughs> yeah, traffic. They've been, like been traffic. So I like. Sort of, <laughs> I know what you mean, man. <laughs> I, I I like think that sh- sort of should be prioritized over. That is our head. That is the top priority right there. That is the because top. that is literally humanity saving mm-hmm. itself. But this is set such a divide now with people who were masked, unmasked. I mean, like yeah. yourself, I've. I've them lost friends. I um, push dangerous ideals with like my anti-vax talk, the people I have on this, that, and like the other. But yet certain people who still say that um, they're like um, all bod- like body positivity, which like it's all sort of count like how counterproductive because being overweight and fat will bring on certain symptoms to go to the NHS, bleeding money. So it's it's hard to take them seriously. Absolutely. I mean, the NHS, I mean, why is it from the beginning when all this started, why did we not encourage healthy living? Why did we do the opposite of, of that? Rather than shut down the gyms and yoga centers and Pilates centers and all the health centers, why weren't they then encouraged to stay open, get their local community, because there's a gym pretty much in every neighborhood, get their local community to come out in the parks and help them become healthy, teach them about food supplements, teach them about healthy eating and about vitamins, and get them to to, to lose that extra weight and to, to boost up their immunity system. Instead, we did the absolute opposite. We restricted their air intake. Sorry about that. Uh, we, we restricted their air intake, we restricted, we locked them up inside, away from the sun, away from fresh air. I mean, I live, I live um, pretty much on the beach, I'm on a cliff, and there's nothing else in front of me except for the sea. So I, I got fresh air, and I got a garden, and I can go sit in it. So even if I didn't, even if I did, did believe in all this rubbish, I could just, you know, I would still be able to get my sunlight and my, and, and my fresh air and my exercise. But there are, I'm lucky that way. Not everyone has that. A lot of people are living in cities and they're locked up in little apartments. I've lived in the city before and I've lived up in, in a tiny studio where out my window, my wall, my view was Tesco's supermarket brick wall just two meters away from me. There was no fresh air coming in through that window. There was the trucks, the delivery trucks, which were constantly going in and out of the garage underneath there with their fumes coming into my flat. I'm not the only one that lived like that. Many, many people live like that. That's not a healthy way to, that's not a way to promote healthy living. That's not a way to protect the NHS. And why the fuck are we even trying to protect the NHS? They should be doing their job. We pay our taxes. So the, the and, and, and with the masks lately, I've noticed, uh, I'm trying to kill people with kindness, to be honest. I, I'm tired of, you know, even though I am a fighter, and, and I, sometimes I lose my, my call and, you know, I see them walking out on the walk path over here and it's, you know, one person on his own and he's wearing a mask. There's no one else around and you've got the fresh air. I'll open up my window and go, what the fuck are you doing? What is wrong with you? Why are you wearing your mask? So that, that approach now, I put that aside now. I don't do that anymore. I try, I try to talk to people and I try to be a little bit kinder with them. And when I see these tweets going up, and they're saying how even when masks are not going to be mandatory anymore and we don't and, and the government says we don't have to wear them, I'm still going to wear mine. And it's like, yeah. it's like, OK, you know, and I, I reply saying, 
you know, from your, like this one lady, I replied to her and I said to her, from your profile picture, you look like a really beautiful woman and you got such a beautiful smile and you got beautiful children, which I'm sure want to look at your smile every single day. And we all want to see your beautiful smile. So, you know, I, I urge you not, not to do that. Why do, why, why do you want to hide your face away like that? And, and then I, I'll, I'll say, you know, I think possibly you have uh, a fear disorder, uh, hypochondria. <clears throat> Maybe you should look into that. <clears throat> Go get some help. See a therapist. Uh, because the next thing you know, you're going to want everybody wearing a mask to protect you. Um, and I, I, I think to be fair to them, um, a lot of it's been fear instilled by the media. Because sometimes that's the only source of information they're getting. And yeah. I've said this before, the like, media's proved to be lie, yes. lying and have lied. The government have already lied over the weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, even though that was Labour, they've still lied. They've got a track record of lying and like, going on. And I think I would personally be more believe them if they were straight down the line, but they've been swapping and changing all along and from day one really like yourself i did a podcast on the 11th of march i think it was before we got shut down and i've and i just said i think it's a like a beta thing for something in five to ten years time but it just seems to have come all at once and like it's someone used a good analogy on um a sam trippy podcast and they said it's like the boiling frog if like you put a frog in boiling water it'll immediately jump out but if you put it in and just warm it up very slowly they won't know and that's the best analogy because i've been trying to work out how to put it and that is it we've all been drip fed constantly to the point now you've mentioned the mask thing the mask thing is here to stay i think yeah with us now um sorry go on yet well, I also think it's uh, sometimes it's people's wrong approach to these people, um, to, to the mask wearers. If you go so heavy handed on them, you're going to push them to the, the, the opposite direction. They're going to they're gonna hate you and then they're going to associate not wearing a mask with, with that hate. Um, so you've you got to be somebody that they're going to they're going to they're gonna like. Um, if, if you know, like Jehovah Witnesses, you know, they're, they're so annoying. They knock on your door and they don't want to leave. And then you hear the word Jehovah Witness, and you're like, oh, immediately those annoying people. If somebody's too, if a religious person is too religious and tries to push their religion onto you, you're gonna go the other way. But if you're tactical about it and you're, you're, you know, you're not trying to push it onto them, and you just, you're a good person and you behave well, and they look at your actions. And they say, "Wow, this person is a really good person, and they're and they're happy. And look, look how happy they are. Oh, maybe I sh- I want to follow their path. You know, well, that's what we should be doing. We should be kind to these people because if we're not kind to them, we're going to push them the other way. And we really want everybody to be free. We want we know that this the masks are not helping them. So why are we getting angry with them? We're getting angry because it's a selfish reason, really." You know, I'm, I'm getting angry because I don't want to look at them. And it's true. I really don't like looking at somebody wearing a mask and because I know what it means. But at the same time, if I want them to take it off, I can't tell them, hey, asshole, take off your fucking mask, which I've done that. I've done that in the protest before, <laughs> you know, and it doesn't work. And they're going to they're going to go home. They're going to remember me. They're going to remember the guy that didn't wear the mask. And then they're going to look at the mask and be like, that's my safe place now. So. 
we we have to be kind to them, I think. And you're absolutely right. Spot on. They're being brainwashed, completely brainwashed by the media and brainwashed by our governments. And our governments are not to be trusted. Our government is not there for, for our benefit. They keep sending our children to war, to fight for money, for oil. And everyone should look at Libya because that is the best example. That's where I woke up because I, I, I was raised both in the UK and I was raised in Cyprus. And uh, when I went to Cyprus when I was seven years old, and then I, I can't remember which year uh, the, the war started in Iraq because Iraq invaded Kuwait. And then Americans went there and said, we're going to, you know, fuck yeah, America, we're going to bring freedom and, and, and save the Kuwaitis. It had nothing to do with saving them. They don't care. They went there for the oil. They went there for personal vendettas. And they, they, they send their own children, their own men and women to go fight. And these people were patriotic. These soldiers, bless them, they were patriotic. They went to go fight for their, for their country, for what they thought was freedom, not just for their own country, but for the world. And little did they know they were going to fight for, for money, for a, for a few people, just a selected few people, the, you know, what we call the elitists, and, you know, to, for their own little game, their own little war games that they've been playing for hundreds of years. And there was no ma weapons of mass destruction. Nothing was ever found. But we believed that and we thought, okay, they got it wrong. But, you know, Saddam Hussein was a very bad man and blah, blah, blah. You know, cognitive dissonance kicked in then as well. But then with Libya, that's when I totally woke up from there. Because I remember I was sat in my living room in the Netherlands. I was living in the Netherlands at the time in a little town called Sonnenbrugel, a little village. And, um, and Obama was elected president. Uh, you know, and everyone was going bonkers over Obama. Oh, you know, a black man is now president of the United States. Amazing. Look at the progress we've made in history. Incredible, incredible. And he's a good looking man. Look how he treats his wife and look how he talks so articulately. And, and he started more wars than any other president in my, in my lifetime. That's amazing. That's incredible that everybody loves a man that started more wars than any other president that America has had in my lifetime. And but the Libya situation was what woke me up because UK, France, all of Europe, basically America, they were all discussing who was going to take over, who, which companies were going to take over um, the oil in, in, in Libya. And this was before they invaded Libya. <laughs> so they, they at that point, it's a little bit like now where they just they, they, they took the piss out of us there. They were like, look how powerful we are. We don't even give a shit anymore. We're not even going to hide it anymore. We're literally going over there because this guy's not playing ball with us. He's not, he's not playing along with us. So we're going to go over there and we're going to invade this country purely because he doesn't want to share his oil with us. And that's exactly what they did. They went and bombed the shit out of the country and stole their oil and left the country in ruins. Exactly what they do everywhere they go. They fund these terrorist organizations if you look at uh, old movies like um, uh, Rambo, I believe Af Afghanistan was uh, on the side of America and America was funding uh, the Afghanistani so that they could fight the Russians in one of the Rambo movies. I think it was Rambo 3 because uh, like it thanked, was it Alakai? Did it thank one of them, like the groups, didn't it? Or was it Rambo 2? I can't I'm remember. sure it was Rambo 3. Yeah, well... I, when I watched that again one day, I thought, holy shit, this is so funny because then Afghanistan became the enemy of America later on. Mm. And the weapons that they they left them there, 
the, the, the arms that they left in there um, were then used against them. And, you know, I, I know, unfortunately, I know all too well about arms dealing. Um, and I grew up in the Arabic countries. And my father worked with the Ministry of Defense there. So um, I grew up in this. And I'm, I'm like the black sheep of the family. Someone that just, you know, I, I, I don't agree with any, I don't agree with war and I don't agree with, with all of this stuff. And I, I, I'm crying right now for what's going on in, in, Syria, in, in Palestine and with Israel. And, and any war in the world is just unnecessary. We should abolish all weapons immediately. And because they're just war games, all of these terrorist cells that keep popping up, they don't just keep popping up randomly. They're encouraged by larger countries. America. Well, I, I mean, ISIS came out of um, Saddam Hussein's execution. So, and like, really did a place like that need a strong leader like that? Because obviously we've seen, but well, that's not for this, what this podcast is. But yeah, war is shit. Well, yeah, we're, we're, I mean, what, what you're saying is the governments can't be trusted, and you're absolutely right, because they, they have a terrible track record, like you said, and the evidence is there. The evidence is history, and we shouldn't act like goldfish. We should try to remember all of the shit that they put us through. I'm 40 years old, and I remember certain things, and I don't trust my government. I don't trust any government, and I don't think that they're working for our best interest, and what they're doing right now with the lockdowns and everything is completely mismanaged if it was a real pandemic if it was a real pandemic it was completely mismanaged and criminal what they've done but it's not even a real pandemic that's the thing so it goes way beyond that it goes to the point where we're literally being scammed and then people ask yeah but why would they do that why would they destroy their economy it's not their economy it's our economy they they don't care the individual people that work there are going to be fine boris johnson getting covid uh, was 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 a stage act, and he's getting billions somehow. I believe he's getting hundreds of millions at least from Bill Gates um, in in accounts which we we can't find right now. It's not like they're going to transfer it into his HSBC account and go here's a credit card, go have some fun and buy some Lambos. It's he's he's set up for life now. His children, his family, his grandchildren, and everyone are set up for life. And Tracing back the money is going to be almost impossible. And it's, but we're so stupid. We believe things like Bill Gates transferred 99% of his money donating it to charity. Who, where did he donate it to? He donated it to his own foundation so that he could avoid paying taxes. And whenever he needs it, he's going to dip into it. Why are people so dumb? Why do, why do I have my friends saying, Dino, you can't talk like that about Bill Gates. He's donated 99% of his money to uh, to charity, not charities, his own foundation, which then his children will have that. People need to stop being so naive and look into things a little bit. But my sister, for instance, when I try speaking to her about things like this, all she does is regurgitate things she's heard on the mainstream media. So it's almost impossible for me to have a conversation with her. Yeah, I I am sort of you said about the economy. I think it's much more about that now i think it's a spiritual war i think this vaccine is the precursor to mark of the beast um and i just can't see anything ending well they're already talking i've mentioned it before about extending it through this indian variant from um the 21st of june which i thought would happen anyway 
Um, you mean they want the 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 twenty first of June restriction um, and it's going to be put for a later date, right? Is that what you mean? Well, it's in the paper today. One government figure has sort of oh, like advisor already said that it could put a spanner in the works. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the police are prepared for that as well. When I spoke to them two weeks ago, that they also believe that. So and it's like I don't think we're ever going to come out of this. No, I don't um, either. But I mean, I've accepted that I won't be going abroad. Um, I'll be prepared to cut up my passport if it's like that. I'm already, I'm, I've already said that I'm not going to be part of society. If this is the way society is going, fuck that shit. I don't want that bullshit. I've come off social media. I feel loads better. Um, okay. I've just got the podcasts and I'm just listening to death metal. <laughs> like black metal and it's like i'm just doing what i want to do i'm like i'm in a weird way this lockdown has made me freer because i've been doing what i want really throughout i i haven't worn a mask i haven't been one of them people who have made a thing of it i didn't think that did the um the anti-mask brigade should i say any good people walking around markets and shops with no mask on filming themselves that didn't do the cause any good that just made everyone look like an asshole. I've never had no trouble not wearing a mask. No. A few people have said, you mask, and I said, oh, I've like, got an exemption. And I That's go it. to show them the card, and they go, I don't want to see your exemption chairs. It's people like you that make my yeah. job a lot easier. I'm not being yeah. an asshole, and I'm the one who's like pushing dangerous ideals. I don't give a shit if anyone has a vaccine. I don't even like doing piss tests to, to see if I've got some sort of like diabetes or like wee infection don't like plasters I'm, I'm certainly not gonna have a monkey's chimpanzee a chimpanzee virus like AstraZeneca <laughs> injected in me I'm just not gonna do it because my view is once you accept this vaccine it's not just accepting a vaccine you've basically sold your body in effect to the government because now when they say you've got two vaccines so your first one then 12 weeks your second one in maybe four months you might have to have a booster yeah and do we have do we have do when like the people have another three vaccine next year but as i said uh, i said on the podcast before this was shared that um diapa the pentagon in america and that have got this chip that you put into your body but it, but but it monitors your blood so it'll be able to tell you if something's going to happen three days before and we'll pass that off the same as the contraception in like injection gills have an implant and i find that weird as well so the only way for this vaccine passport to realistically work is through some sort of tagging system the papers are going to be forged without a doubt because they're like that because that's just what like weapon not everyone's got a smartphone what's the most logical way some sort of band or shall we put a chip in them sure. now that might be me going over the top but I You're not over the top. They're discussing this right now. I've been, I, I just watched some some officials. I don't know who they are, um, and they were discussing that. And and so many every time if I watch some mainstream media bullshit, they're talking about chips putting in your body, and then it detects the COVID and kills it. It's like what you know. We're we're literally we were talking about chips a year ago, and everyone was calling us crazy COVID uh, conspiracy nuts. And now they're discussing it themselves. And every time they bring something forward everyone's like yeah but it's for the greater good it's like the fucking greater good sounds like some kind of dystopian weird thing from uh was it uh the fuzz that movie the fuzz of the greater good and <laughs> <laughs> you know it's 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 scary what they they want to do to our bodies and what they want to put in us 
And Elon Musk wants to put chips in our brains now. Well, he's already done it to monkeys, isn't he? He's a fucking... He's a bit of a Trojan horse, I think. But, um... Yes, he is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, 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 it's... And it's mad. It's mad the way it's going. It's, like, mad how everyone's accepted the vaccine mm-hmm. without it being properly tested. It's mad to say someone who dies three days after the vaccine, um, they might have died anyway. But yet when someone fucking dies and tested of covid oh they've died from covid no they've died with covid or they've died with the throat right. like the flu last like year i mean no one died from the flu if anyone it and it's not been seen like that for 130 135 years that's a, like a fact now it. now pneumonia and the flu at this time now are killing more people than people dying with covid so even if you even if you died of an heart attack within the 28 days, as I believe it, but you get tested with COVID, I think COVID gets mentioned on your death certificate. I don't think that's the cause of death. I think it gets mentioned. Isn't that terrible? Isn't that that terrible? Can you imagine families experiencing that? Their loved one dies and they know why they died and it had nothing to do with COVID. And then on the death certificate, it's with COVID. How horrible is that? You're trying to grieve and you can't grieve because you're so angry with with what the government is trying to use your uh, your family member dying, use it for their agenda. How disgusting is that? How 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 Luciferian is that? These people are demons. And uh, I do think it's a spiritual war now. But that's yeah. I mean I've lost friends. People will say, oh, it's this that old like you. And, and I've I've definitely lost a big group of friends from it. But the one like not really my friends at all because I respect their opinions, but obviously they don't respect mine. Um, but I'm like yourself. I did a video about the nurses one like one percent pay rise, and I was pissed off because I think fair's fair. So everyone needs to have their say. Um, she's fucking blowing up a paddle board. She's doing that for. Oh, this woman just packed up, but she's just plugged thing into a car and she's fucking blowing up a paddle board. She's off, she's off, she's like, <laughs> fuck this place, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I on about before we got really interrupted? Uh, no, that's that's the worst, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, so like I've had hate groups started. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's this like... Made a video. Like, oh, yeah, I did a video with the nurses, one, like 1% pay rise. That's it. And um, the shit I got for that, and I like literally never said they don't deserve it. All I literally said was, grow up, stop throwing your toys out like the pram and fucking let's all come together. You're all saying we're in the like, middle of a pandemic, but yet you're threatening to strike over your 1% pay rise. Maybe next year or maybe people have lost lives. The, the fucking TikTok videos. That's it. I said to them, people have lost lives, okay? You've seen it on like the mainstream. People, businesses have got destroyed. Yeah. People, things they've worked up for, people have committed suicide. And you're on about your fucking 1% pay rise. Some people have lost their jobs or, like, will never be going back to work. The families are split up. Well, if we don't get off. And it just wound me up so much, the entitlement. And, like, I always believed, and I still think sometimes, to be a nurse is more than a job. It's like to be a carer, to going from house to house in, like, the rain, and to be a carer in a care home. I couldn't do it because I ain't got that side of compassion. But I think it takes someone very special to do that. And it dismays me 
to see humanity go in just for the money. Yeah, it's disgusting. I mean, right, that's... so, I mean, if, I mean, I don't know what the basic wage for a nurse is. Is it something like £27,000, which is quite a good wage. It's a lot more than I'm on. I'm only on about 21. But um, it's a, and it's a good wage. But then it's like, give me 1% more. I'll... So I did a video on that, like that, and the hate was unbelievable from it. Yeah, um, I, got I, got really personal attacks because it be because it was the people I knew and there was sort of we're friends. The launched like personal attacks and and I'm like, and I did say in the video, don't comment shitty, come on my podcast. But the and it was like it's and, and, like it was on like Instagram, so like family could have seen it. I'm like, why are you doing that? Yeah, just like just message me and call me a cunt. Don't mm-hmm. do it on a public forum. But then again, I believe in free speech, so that's fine. But I don't, I didn't agree with them getting personal and saying personal shit that fucking they knew from being my friend, which is like lowest of the low. Oh my my my, my sisters never so ever like any, my my sisters never ever like any of my social media posts before all of this started. None of my my photos of what I'm doing. They never comment or anything. Suddenly I start saying, look at these fucking idiots making TikTok videos. They're obviously spending days and days on the choreography because it's not just like boom you can learn something like that look at these it is and what my sisters appear out of nowhere and they write some shitty comment for everyone to see you're my sister pick up the phone and call me a cunt if you want why are you commenting on my social media posts so i know exactly where you're coming from mate yeah the thing i i mean like i did a few videos last last year from blm and i just thought the irony of people with shake Vara and i it just got me really pissed off like people are on about these like statues coming down and that and i said what about the one that fucking bbc broadcasting house has got outside that yeah 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 he he fucked his and he like raped his own kids and fucked his dog and like the statues of a young boy with a man behind him but no one gives a shit no No one gives a shit and one comment going back to this of like um i had um i like had a black girl drummer on my podcast and because I did these videos about Black Lives Matter, uh, uh, the riots. The, the little black fellow looks like fucking crazy on the drums. I think I and, saw that. And sort of someone left the comment, um, is this your token? And I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, uh, <laughs> but then I've had like people like Paul Golden on from like Britain First. And I think that's where it went downhill because people was like, well, why did you like give him a platform? And I went, A... I fucking want to wear it from his own voice. I don't want anything portrayed from from the media. And like B, he like deserves his say, and you're hearing it from the home horse's mouth. And it was just the controversial guest to get on. Yeah, no, it's 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 okay for uh, George Floyd to take a gun, point it at a pregnant woman's stomach. It's okay for him to sell fentanyl and crack and heroin. And kill so many, destroy so many lives. It's okay for that. But and, and then when he dies, to give him a royal wedding during a, a so-called pandemic, it's okay for that. But then we can't call out on that bullshit. We're not allowed to say anything like that because this is the woke culture that's going on. And they knew this was going to happen. They well, lo- well, well, like they knew each other, didn't like sort of didn't they? Because like they both worked in them, like the club. Now, like that club was linked to, um, I think, um, some sort of Chinese. Chinese again, Chinese money laundering thing. Right. And I think he used one of these fake twenties. So from what right. become not like a crazy theory, but one of the things is 
was it a hit? Now it turns out he's been convicted, uh-huh. but someone on the jury um, was seen and has 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 been photographed like wearing Black Lives Matter t-shirt and like hats and things like that and like being at these protests. So he shouldn't have been picked apparently to the for the jury. Now his lawyers are saying we could overturn this now. Yeah, right, right, right. Absolutely, because it's uh, I, I know what you mean. I can't think of the word now. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so like people are like sort of saying there's something dodgy there if they both knew each other. Absolutely. I mean, personally, my my, my belief on that is that it was just uh, all part of their plan. So they so they call cause this division and this chaos that they did um, to to remove Trump from power. And the way it just spilled over here in the UK is just because everyone's a sheep. But it was just purely to create this chaos in in uh, in the US so they could remove Trump. Um, that, that was my opinion. But uh, and this whole woke culture that suddenly crawled out of the fucking woodworks. Um, it was all planned. When you lock everybody up at home, what are they going to do? They're going to go on social media. And then we got bombarded with this crap. And then everybody, you know, I mean, I have to be very careful with what my daughter sees, even though I know that she's fully awake and she, she can see something and she knows it's bullshit and she can, you know, and she can see truth as well. Some people just naturally have that. And when her friends go on about how, oh, a white person can't say anything negative about a black person because that's racist, but a black person can say anything they want about a white person and that's not racist. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Daddy, that's a load of shit, right? And I'm like, definitely that's a load of shit. And your friend who said that is more racist than she realizes. And her mind's completely melted. God help her, just feel sorry for her. Yeah. You know, um, so this this whole thing with all, you know, the, the, the Black Lives Matter, uh, the lockdowns, the COVID, it was all planned. It was all pre-planned. They started the marketing techniques and the coercion and everything. It's, you know, when I'm surprised a lot more uh, marketing people which are involved in marketing didn't realize how did they manage to get all of these slogans and everything into place so quickly, you know, and... Uh, I mean, even, like, sort of, even from the very beginning, as where and like I can see how people can like believe it. I can see how it is believable, and it's like they're just in their bubble. They listen to the news. Why would the government lie? This, that, and like the other. But it's it's just sad to see humanity going the way it's going. Definitely. And it's like as a, as of like you say, there's been an agenda for a while going on. Set like set division. Yeah. It was like. Um, fucking bikes again it was like um last year when like matt hancock was saying about this mask wearing saying if we don't all play our part we might stop exercise like it was a punishment and exactly you've mentioned earlier on in the podcast about it being private property we've been shown now that we don't really own anything we don't own our bodies we don't own our family we it's only this monday coming where we can go hug a family member or like a best mate. And it's like Boris Johnson's allowed you to hug your mum. Just mm. think how crazy that is. Boris Johnson says you can invite your mum into your own like into your own house, your own house you've paid for, paying the tax, national insurance, but yet I'm gonna decide who comes in and and people, you've like sort of said this before today, 
I've just sort of said, hey, yeah, fucking have my freedom. I've, and, and it is, it's a spiritual war now. But as hand- soon as you take that vaccine... They're handing away their own freedom. They're handing away our freedom as well. And that's, that's true. There. My property here, this is freehold. It belongs to me. It's not a leasehold. I don't have it for 999 years. And some people, you know, assuming, oh, well, you know, I won't even live that long. So it doesn't know. It's a freehold. It's completely mine. And what I do here is my choice. Right now, I'm smoking a joint. I just rolled a hash joint. And I'm enjoying it. It's my body what I put inside me. It's my house. I'll do what the fuck I like here. And nobody's going to tell me what to do. And, and where people are waiting for things to become legal to, again, to do it, that's ridiculous. You know, I had this one lady. She says, I can't wait to visit your hotel once this bullshit is over. Why? What? It's never going to be over. If, you, if that's your mentality, it's never going to be over. I'm, I'm 40 now. And since I've been smoking... 20 years more, I've been waiting for it to be legalized here. And I can't for the life of me understand why it's not legal. And I don't care. I'm not going to sit around and wait for it to be legal for me to smoke a joint. I'll smoke a joint in the street. I'll smoke a joint in the park. I'll smoke a joint at a train station even. And I, and I have. I've smoked joints in front of police. I don't give a rat's ass. I really don't. I've, I've, I've been... Uh, it, it's, I'm not going to wear a mask and I'm not going to wait until they take that restriction away because I know that there's no purpose to it. I'm not going to go and not hug my mom. Not, nobody's going to give me permission to do something like that. That's completely insane. It if is. It's, wants, it's crazy. If someone wants to hug me and I want to hug her, I'll hug her. And their argument for that is then, yes, but when you get sick, you'll run to us for help. Well, fuck you, I pay for my taxes. If I do want to go to the NHS... They will have to give me the treatment because I've paid for them to give me the treatment, but I will never step foot in an NHS hospital. I never have. I've attempted to go to my local GP here. I've attempted once when I broke my foot, thought I broke my foot and it was swelling up really bad. I went to the NHS hospital, St. Mary's on the Isle of Wight, and the lady told me to wait. And then I turned around to the two people who were there in the waiting room. I'm like, how long have you been waiting? Six hours. Six hours, I said. Are you kidding me? Turn around back to the, the nurse or the receptionist. I said, how long do you think I'm going to wait? Six hours? That's until two o'clock in the morning. I go, I'm not going to sit here for two, till two in the morning. I'll fuck this. Told the taxi driver, take me back home. I went back home. So I only go to private hospitals now. I only go to private doctors. But luckily, I'm one of those that can afford that, though. Yeah, lots of people can't. So then they have to deal with that. And, and for some reason here in the UK, people believe that the NHS is one of the best health systems in the world. Yet I've gone to hospitals in Switzerland, Germany, India, India several times. I've been to a hospital in India where they barely had electricity to function. And yet the treatment I got there was so much better than the NHS. When I went to a private hospital here, the Spire or something, Spire, I can't remember now, in Portsmouth, uh, for my arthritis. I have osteoarthritis in both my knees. I went to Cyprus. I went and got a, not a CAT scan, an MRI. And um, they, uh, they said I had osteoarthritis. They put me in that big, you know, magnetic machine, yeah? So they, I had to take off my clothes. I had to put on one of these hospital gowns. I got put in this machine. 20 minutes later, they, you know, I was out of there and then they gave me the results. And they told me that I had osteoarthritis in my knees. I come back to the UK and I wanted to go get treatment for this. So I go to this private hospital, which is like supposed to be, you know, one of the best in the areas. 
um, they said to me, well, you know what, you, you came from Cyprus, really, so we better do it again for you. And I was like, well, what do you mean by that? They're like, well, you know, we better do it just to make sure that they were right. Now, this machine in Cyprus, this MRI machine in Cyprus was was state of the art. It looked brand spanking new. They took the one over here, looked like it was made in the 70s. They put me in there for 30 minutes and they didn't even put, tell me to take off my clothes. So they said, you can wear your clothes. Nobody, I didn't know how this machine worked. I didn't know that it was magnetic, to be honest. Even the first time I did it in Cyprus, I didn't know. Um, so when I got in the machine, nobody asked me if I had any metal on me. I had a belt on my trousers. So while I was being pushed through this machine, my trousers were giving me a fucking wedgie because the metal was being pulled up, the metal in the buckle. And I was like, wait, stop, 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 what's going on, what's going on? They're like, oh, you're wearing a belt, why are you wearing a belt, take it off. I'm like, did anyone tell me to take off my belt? Right, okay, so I sat in there for 30 minutes, 30 minutes later, and they told me we were really sorry, but it didn't work. We have to do it again, another 30 minutes. So an hour just to get the results. This is the arrogance over here. And I said to you before, I, I'm, I'm very patriotic, uh, both British and Cypriot, but I'll say it how it is. And here in the UK, the health system is fucking shit, mate. 30, 30, one hour to get the same results as I got in Cyprus, just so that they could tell me that I had osteoarthritis in my knees. Thank you very much. I already knew that. And that was a private hospital. I, I dread to think what the NHS is like and what kind of treatment you get in the NHS. I don't know. I don't go. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. There is something to be said there. Um, I want to go back to when I asked you, what do you think is the end game through all this? Because I don't think we got to the end of that. I think we got laid yeah. off somewhere else. What yeah. do you think is like the end game? And where do you think it's like going to go from here to be at the end, if at all? And when do you think we'll see the full fruition of the insidious plans from this fucking parasitic government. Right. Um, well, you mentioned chips and everything like that. So I believe that eventually once they start um, chipping people, they'll say, okay, and that's the, their end goal. They're, they're, they're going to then say, now you don't have to wear masks. And then by then it'll, it'll be like China. When you go to China, there's no, uh, you don't have to wear a mask. I've been there so many times, but half the population wears it because half the population are afraid of all the different kind of diseases that keep coming up there because they're all coming out from there apparently so um i never wore one to be honest i always thought that the mask wearing over there was due to the pollution and when i go to nepal it's the same thing there's so much dust in the air that um i bought a mask once and i wore it for about 10 minutes and i, was, I can't breathe in this thing and i was with a nun and i said to the nun here do you want it i only wore it once and she, you know, she was a friend of mine. She's like, oh, really? You know, thank you so much. It's, it's a really good mask. And she, she took it. And I don't know why she wears it. Probably, again, because of the dust. There's dust everywhere. Um, but in China, I think it's, again, what's going on over here. Years and years, decades and decades of constantly pumping fear into them so they're wearing masks. But then they've implemented their, their population control systems over there, how to control the population. Once they've implemented the, pop, the way they're going to control the population system over here, they're going to say you can take off your mask. And then by that point, half the population is still going to continue wearing a mask. They haven't finished their, 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 their agenda. They're still going through that. They're, they're drip feeding the situation, uh, which, I mean, they came in quite heavy. Um, but like, like you mentioned, they're going to start putting chips inside us. They're, they're talking about it all the time. And 
this is a way to control this. And also, this is a way to reduce the population. Now, when you have people like Boris Johnson's dad, which is talking about how he would like the UK to have no more than 10 million people in there, you cannot do that by just gradually reducing the population uh, through means of, I don't know what, educating people and not having so many children. You can't. So what he's talking about, that would take hundreds and uh, hundreds of years. So what he must be talking about is some kind of mass depopulization um, process, which I believe this is what it is. Um, we already have that through the, the food that we eat, the water that we drink. Um, children are coming out. I've, I've never experienced, like, especially here on the island, there is a lot of autistic children being born here for some reason. Um, then there's fibromyalgia. There's so many symptoms that people have nowadays, which I don't think uh, were around before. And these are maybe our bodies not fully, uh, we, we, just, we didn't die from it, so we ended up developing symptoms. The, the, the mother wasn't sterilized, so she unfortunately gave birth to a child with defects. Um, and I believe that this, these vaccines, the purpose are to reduce the population. They're sterilizing people. Um, and whether it's not that they don't want people, then people argue, oh, but if you're saying that, that we're, we're the slaves and they want us. Yeah, but there's too many of us. And then the ratio of awakened people like us, red pill people, is getting too big. If you reduce the population, there's less of us. The ratio will be less. And then the chances of a revolution will be far less as well. And the UK is at a very high risk of a revolution. It's one of the one of the only countries left, one of the very few countries left that has uh, a monarchy, which in my opinion is uh, useless. You, there is no need for one family to be treated like royalty, literally royalty. You see them in London, they've been driven around in their Bentleys. You heard that little spoiled brat, Harry and, and Meghan on uh, Oprah Winfield's uh, show saying, oh, my security, my security, you know, because if you think he's worried about the cost of security, because it's probably in the hundreds of thousands every month. It's not security is not cheap. Um, so, you know, they're making loads of money. And their biggest fear is that now think of their all of their expenses and where they live and, and so many castles and properties and the hundreds of millions that they're receiving. And for what? So she can sit on her ass on a throne and and apparently she does so much good. No, and people are becoming awake to this. So if the ratio is too high, there is a chance of revolution. There is a chance that the government will lose control of its population. The royalty will lose its control over the, uh, its power over the government and over the people. And, and we will take over. So they're trying to reduce our population. They don't need this many of us to, to live the way they do. They've lived like this for thousands of years by keeping people uh, suppressed, keeping educated. We weren't educated before. We weren't allowed to read and write. And then now the information that they, they, we had to, we, we said, we want our rights. We want to learn to read. We want to be educated. We want to work. And they thought, okay, you know what? Well, give them cake, chuck them a bone. Let, let them learn how to read. Let them learn how to write, but make sure we don't give them all the information. And some of the information we give them to study, let's give them false information. This way, they feel like they're being uh, educated. They feel like they're gaining wisdom. In reality, we're still keeping them ignorant. And then it doesn't matter. And th this is their plan. We, they, they have enslaved the world. And now they're trying to find a way to control us because there's too many of us.
There are too many of us, and the ratio of people like us is too high right now. So they're trying to reduce us. That's why I think the end game is. And we're, we're just going along with it. Not all of us, thankfully. What do you think is going to happen if, and if anything at all, to the people that won't accept the vaccine? Do you look like, do you think it'll be pushed more and more? And do you think we'll get any? Just what do you think is going to happen? Is it true that a mayor of some city in the in the United States has offered five people a million pounds? I don't know if it's each or between them to get the vaccine. So randomly, so that everyone can rush and go get the vaccine and hopefully win the lotto, basically, and get I this think, million pounds. Yeah, that has been mentioned before, and as incentive, I think Joe Biden's been toying with the idea, or it definitely mentioned by maybe $50 for if you like get the vaccine but there's I mean I'm not going to sell out for no amount of money and I'm going to go to prison for not taking the vaccine because it's like sort of sort of the end of the day if I take the vaccine to me that's selling out my moralistic beliefs and like my integrity and without that I'm just nothing because that's what makes me and that's my soul and it's like I might be an arsehole at times and I might say some crazy things but that's it's something I truly believe in and I won't have nothing I won't have no guilt and I will be the mark for it because I believe in it that much even if they offered me like a fucking million pound yeah. say for instance I'd, I'd it'd be tempting it'd be crazy not to think about it because it'd be like is it really is it really bad but then again as what? I said if you take what? this vaccine my, my money's already my money's already on the line right now. I, I've spent over two million pounds on this hotel. So what happens when, if I don't want to follow suit, which I haven't followed suit with them? Would it, that which I thought I did. I thought I destroyed my business, and and I'm still ready to lose it. I'm ready to lose my two million pound investment here, which that means I'm not trying to win two million pounds like some people are a million pounds. I'm ready to lose the money that I have here and go broke. In fact, I would burn this fucking building down if it meant that everybody in the world would get their freedom back and these fucking assholes just stayed out of our lives. I have no problem. My freedom is the most important thing to me in my life. My freedom, my children's freedom, my partner's freedom. We can live happy. There are poor people which live well and which are a thousand times more happy than I am. Money does not make you happy. Things do not make you happy. I am willing to lose all of that. So I'm definitely not willing to, to, to give away my freedom for more money. That, that's insanity. So I, I love you for that, man. And I'm so glad there's people like you out there. And we, I wish everybody was like that because unfortunately what happens is they're saying, oh, vaccine passports. And then everyone's going along with it and, 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 and tweeting it and getting worried and hyped up about it. I'm not. I'm not even acknowledging that there's going to be vaccine passports. I'm not even acknowledging that there's going to be mandatory vaccines. For me right now, they, they send me a letter and I put up a tweet of me reading the letter uh, inviting me to get the vaccine. And while I'm reading it, I lit it on fire and it was burning in my hands. And I, I just read it for as much as I could until I had to drop it into the sink. Because there's no fucking way I'm going to go get a vaccine. There's no way I'm putting any of that shit in my body. And... Uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen in the future if they, if the people allow the government, yeah, to have enough power over us to then, so they can send in their minions, these police officers that they recruited 
Not because believe me, I don't believe that any police officer, senior police officers, which got into their job to stop crime, to stop rape, to stop killing, to stop drugs like heroin and fentanyl being sold to children, um, I, I, to, to stop real criminals and actually p protect people. I don't believe any of those poli police officers right now are happy with the current situation where they are being sent off. Here we go again. We're being sent to some poor business that's trying to just make ends meet. And we now have to go over there and hassle them because they're not wearing masks or because they haven't shut down. I don't, I don't think they enjoy that. But when you look at these little minions, these little uniformed police officers sometimes, some of them, not all of them, um, and they're all jumped up little pricks. And they, they, they have, like some of the nurses, they, two nurses I know, which are in the COVID wards here on the Isle of Wight, have, haven't been nurses for, le for more than a year. So they haven't even experienced a normal flu season. And yet they are put into a COVID ward where there's only six nurses in that COVID ward. Could they not find any senior nurses to work in those COVID wards? So they put, the, they put these newbies inside so that they don't know the difference. They can't tell a normal flu season in the hospital to a COVID, what they think is COVID pandemic. So they think this COVID pandemic is real. The same thing with the police officers. I genuinely believe that they're recruiting people and so that they can, so they can control us with these masks and these restrictions. There's no police officer wants to, 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 to do their job like this. But unless, but unless they recruit enough of them, because I, I came, I had 15 police officers turn up in my hotel when they thought I was going to throw a party here on New Year's Eve. And I said this to my partner. I said, believe me, they're going to turn up tonight because even though we announced that we canceled the event and we did cancel the event because we went back into lockdown, even though we canceled the event, I, I guarantee you the Karens have, have reported it. And 15 police officers, I have screenshots of this and I tweeted them and I put them on uh, Instagram, turned up and I opened the, 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 the door and I go, hello, gentlemen, I was, I've been expecting you guys. And they're like, oh, have you? And I'm like, yeah, you want to come inside? I go, nothing's going on here. Um, come inside. Seven of them walked in and they walked into my, my restaurant where me and my partner were having dinner with two other guests, which were here, which they, they were here for two weeks. Lockdown kicked in. They had three more days in their holiday. They weren't going to um, uh, just cancel their holiday quickly. They said, Dino, can we, can we just stay until our holiday's over? We paid for the room and we got our ferry tickets. I said, of course. So they walked into the restaurant. We're all having dinner there. And I said, you know, sorry to disappoint you guys. You know, there's no party here. They're like, we were told hundreds of people were going to be here. I'm like, first of all, my parties, my establishment holds about 100 people. I go, so hundreds of people is a complete over-exaggeration. Less than 100 people is what we normally have. I go... The event was cancelled, obviously, because of the lockdowns. I know all too well that somebody was going to grasp me up. So there's no parties here. And they're like, oh, so you all live here. I go, well, me and my partner live here. And these two are um, guests which are just finishing off their holiday. And then they're going back. They're like, oh, well, you know they're not me meant to be here. And those two guests, their eyes almost like popped out their head. They were like, Dino, why? You know, they were thinking, Dino, why did you just throw us under the bus? Why didn't you just say that we live here? They asked if we lived here. They, they would have just believed it. So I'm not going to lie to the police. There's no point. Um, I said to them, no, no, they're, they're just they're going to leave in three days and it's no issues. And the police officer said, OK, well, that's fine. You know, we're just going to turn a blind eye to that because, yeah, we, we understand that sensible. You've been here for for almost two weeks now. There's no difference if they stay. 
for the for the other three days and you promise you're going to go back after they're like yeah of course that ferry ticket to book so they're not bad people i like the police i've never really had any issues with any police officers it's the people in small stores like i'll go into a kiosk and the guy's giving me shit because i'm not wearing a mask or things like that they're, i've never dealt with a professional that has given me any issues so unless they manage to somehow change that and then they start saying that every establishment has to enforce vaccine passports and all of that we're going to have a real issue and we're going to have to battle and we're going to have to fight and we're going to have to lawyer up we're, we're all going to have to get together and i love the twitter community bless them they all said to me if i ever get any fines dino will pay for your fines no they won't i'm not going to let them pay for any fines i don't want anyone to pay for these fines i'm not going to pay for it nobody else is going to pay for it we're going to go to court and then we're going to keep fighting and fighting and fighting. And if I have to end up in jail, then I'll, have, I'll end up in jail. If I lose my business, I'll lose my business. But my kids are not getting vaccinated. I'm not getting vaccinated. My partner's not getting vaccinated. We're hoping to have children soon. If she gets she's young. If she, she's in her 20s. If she gets vaccinated, what, we don't know if she'll be able to have children. We don't know what's going to happen to her body. When it says that if you get vaccinated, you shouldn't try to have children for about a year. Is that right, baby? A year? Well, you know what? No, what if we accidentally have a child within that time? What is the risk then of having a child that's not healthy, that has some kind of you know problem with their immunity system, or like your previous guest, which ah oh, breaks my heart. I listened to that podcast, mate. You know, it really, really breaks my heart that you know so many people have autistic children, and it's really difficult. Some of them, you know, some of them are on, a, on, on you know, there's a spectrum I, from what I understand, and you know, there's some people which are autistic and you can't even tell and I, i've known them for like three years and then they turn around and they tell me they're autistic and i'm like are you fucking serious i didn't even realize you know you're really really intelligent really creative and i had no idea um but then there's other people because I, I used to teach at buddhist centers in, in london renfrew road at the jamyang buddhist center and schools used to bring the students there and i used to give them a tour and give them a little uh, a quick teaching of buddhism and, and a meditation and a lot of the children were autistic and I hated it when the teachers would try to stop them from asking questions because they were, they would take a while to ask a, a, a question or it was difficult for them to get their question across. And uh, they would try to interrupt them and be like, excuse me, could you just let the child talk? And they were the most intelligent children out of the bunch, in my opinion. And they were so into it. And uh, yeah, you know what I mean? But it's, it's, it's hard on the parents sometimes. My, one of my best friends over here, her daughter, screams she you know when something goes wrong she'll start yelling and shouting and she'll ha start having a fit it's a, I, I even though you know if i had an autistic child i would look after it and i would love it just as much as if she or he was an autistic but i would rather that child was fully healthy mm. you you're going back to um you're open to have kids um have you seen in the last couple of weeks they've been offering the job to pregnant women you're fucking kidding me. No, I, I like, didn't know if he was aware of that. It's like only two certain ones. I'm not going to say say which ones because I can't even remember. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't hear that. How is that? How does that even make sense? First, they say that you shouldn't have children within a year of taking the vaccine. And now it's like, let's jab you while you have the vaccine, uh, while, you, while you're pregnant. That's yeah. crazy. I, I don't know what to say to that. Really, it upsets me. <laughs> It's, 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 I mean, it's like mad because people are accepting it and they've done it in such a way 
101 gaslighting, manipulation. It's like, um, it's, it's, it's just been from day one and people can't see it. No, no. And it's, and it's like... My sister went and got a vaccine. The only country she ever visits is the UK. She doesn't go anywhere else. She went and got the Johnson Johnson vaccine, which is not accepted here in the UK, apparently. So what the fuck did she get the vaccine for? She's in Cyprus and she, she took the vaccine to travel. She took the Johnson Johnson vaccine and then she found out that it's not accepted here in the UK. And I, I, I laughed at her because uh, she's such a lefty and she's just, you know, she just went along with the whole thing. And, uh, you know, luckily she's had her children and, you know, she's also, she came out as gay. So I don't think she's gonna come, she's gonna have any more children anyway. So I just really hope that it hasn't shortened her lifespan because I love her to bits, but she's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're um going back to what you mentioned about the left. They seem to be the ones who you can't rationally talk to. That sort of the group of my friends that I've lost were all left, and I've been there. I understand that. I've been to like socialist Labour Party meetings, so I know what it's like, and I know the only thing they can get to is by personal attacks. Yeah, it's the only thing they've got. Even if you say facts and figures and proper things that are actually real to them it's like you're the biggest right-wing racist going and it's like yeah, what yeah. the fuck you just yeah. don't know and like they bring personal shit yeah. start like little hate groups and, and it's like just come on my podcast yeah. no and it's like well yeah. just fucking stop being an idiot then yeah, me I mean, and I, come down the same path it sounds like and we've experienced a lot of the same things right yeah and it's like i mean like i'm two years older than you so mm. we are that generation and it's like I'm like 42. I can't be asked with fucking bullshit. I've got my full social media. That did play a part. It like sort of wasn't the main part. And I've done it myself, taking pictures, trying to get likes. I like made a stun gun once to like fucking put on Instagram to get likes. Then the police came knocking at my door and I fucking got a firearms caution for it. Right. So it's, and it's like I've been there. I've, I've lived my life through other people. I've tried to get acceptance. And mm. you said about money don't make you happy. It no. doesn't make you happy. You've got to be happy in yourself. Yeah. First. And as soon as you're happy. To, to live by your means as well. And that, that's the problem. Nobody does. You make you make more money and then you want more things. And then you're constantly stressed out. How am I going to pay for it? You have a bad month. How am I going to do pay for what the shit that I bought last month? And it's, it's more money, more problems. I think P. Diddy said that. Um, it's, you know, it, it doesn't make you happy. One of the happiest days of my life was when I went to Nepal. And I went to, um, I can't remember what it's called. It's a really remote area in Nepal. It normally takes about two days to get there, um, about 24 hours to get there. But we got there a lot sooner. We got there in 12 hours. You have to take about three different Jeeps to get there, three or four different Jeeps. You have to cross these massive uh, foot bridges to get to the next Jeep. And I'm afraid of heights, and that scared the shit out of me. And then we ended up in this holy place, and it was completely remote. And there was only a few villages there. And me and this other, it was only me, this uh, other foreign nun, and uh, another friend of mine, um, which was a foreigner. Everybody else there was Nepalese or Tibetan. And we would have to, there weren't showers, there weren't toilets. And we stayed in this uh, man's, uh, the, the, the monk's house there in a room. And when, when I wanted to bathe or wash my clothes, I had to go to the local, the stream that came there. And... I was washing my clothes and, and, and washing myself with all of these locals there and they're all smiling at us because we're white and they're not and we're foreigners and 
you know, we're, we're here, and it's, so they just they just smile. Um, and it was, I I felt so happy, and I had nothing. I had nothing there, and I could have my life if I with with the money that I had at the time. Let's say in my pockets, I could have lived ten years there, um, happy. Just you know, the food is so cheap, and you know, and maybe I'd start growing my own. I was so blissed out. And then I went back to London, and I went back to my my big house in Hampstead, and and life stressed me out. I, it took me about two weeks to readapt back into the hustle and bustle of living and trading and this and that, and and it was it was hectic. And we become accustomed to it, but a simple lifestyle is fine. But the problem is, I'm not even like that. The thing is, I am a, a, I'm a capitalist, and I like. I like the rat race and, and I like living and especially now when everyone in the in the first lockdown when super green and super hippie shit and even myself and we all went in the gardens, you know, our, our natural um, uh, system kicked in, our, our instincts, uh, uh, what is it called, something, uh, something anyway, kicked in. We, we, we went into the garden, we started growing. I mean, these websites on YouTube, they exploded, these garden websites. And every fucking house you walked past, there was tomatoes growing on the on the shelves. Everybody was growing their own food because instinctively, we we thought, oops, you know, danger, something's going on here. You know, I mean, the morons went out and they stocked up on the toilet paper. And and but even I fell for it and went out in the garden. And then at one point, I was sat there in the garden and we we're gardening. And I looked at Leela and I go, the fuck are we doing? The fuck? This is shit that we're going to be doing when I'm 60, 70, you know, hopefully 80. Well, you know, I'm a young man. What am I doing? I want to go live my life. I, I, I go on SL60 AMG outside. I want to go drive that, which I haven't driven in friggin' weeks. So I am a capitalist. And then you've got loads of people now going, oh, we need to start our own community and go live in the forest. They want you to do that. They want you to fucking go do that. I don't want to do that. I want my life back. You know, so I, I want to continue making money. And as long as, you know, I live within my means, then I can sustain that kind of lifestyle. As long as the ego doesn't kick in and I suddenly go overboard and start buying things that I can't afford, then I can live a good life. I can still live within my means. Whatever you're making, you can be happy. Just don't let your ego take over and then think, I want more than what I can afford. And then likewise, don't make them feel like you need to, don't, don't let them guilt trip you into pollution and all of that. I'm freezing right now. This time last year, we were boiling. What was it? Just a lucky year or something. 2006, I remember in London, the whole London was melting. You know, it's now we're going to go on to the bullshit of, you know, climate change and global warming, where it's gone from global warming to climate change. We're going to, but I think, what's going on here? We, we all, nobody's driving. There's no planes out there. And now we're all freezing. I joke around sometimes. I'm like, everyone get in your cars, start revving up your engines. Yeah, I think it's um, gonna wed. I think the next um, about um, about bullshit stories is gonna be the um, climate change like sort of situation. So I just think we're constantly being lied to, constantly being manipulated. <coughs> excuse me, manipulated, and I'm just sad that people are buying it and by falling for the bullshit. They really are. I mean, like, I, I mean, I see people in cars with the windows up with a mask on. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, like, I respect their choice. I'm, I'm all about it's their choice. 
because I can't take that away from people. God give us free will, so... Oh, my God, that drives me crazy. And then it's like, you, like, mentioned it before, like, how like how he was before, fucking getting dead angry, even though I know, I still say, what the fuck, you prick? And I say that to him, and I'm like, Rick, you can't say that. It's their choice. You yeah. must respect it. But then I'm like, well, I've got a right not to like it. And there's my right to say it. I'm not saying it to them because I would never say it to them. I don't think I would. Anyway, I, I just say, don't wear that mask. It's doing you no good. And the argument people come up with is why the surgeons wear them. It doesn't matter. That's a completely different like situation. We're, we're, like, like over bodies which are open up. Yeah, we're not dentists which are looking down people's no. mouth. And it's also, they do, like, operations in, like, ventilated rooms. It's a completely different scenario. And you would never get a surgeon doing an operation or working if they had um, any sort of virus infection at all. They just wouldn't do it. Because this yeah. surgeon posted a video about it saying it's, it's like, semi-right, but it's not completely... That argument with the surgeons is bullshit. Yeah. And it's like, you're fucking the masks. are just going to smell. Your mouth needs fresh air. Yeah, of course. You, 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 and it's causing people with spots to like sort of bring up acne again. They're getting greasy skin, and they're becoming desensitized to wearing them behind the chin. They just pull them up now. Commonplace. Yeah. Even if we're like people like us will watch the telly, and we see it, it's been normalized to us. Even though we know what's well, should I say we think we know what's going on? Um, it's still normalized to us. So it's. It's, it's fucking mad and like you say you've been to china places like china uh did did you say where else wears masks the Nepal, Nepal. Just, yeah and also japan they've yeah. they've been wearing masks in them like their culture for yeah. decades yeah but they've been worst hit affected it was only about two months ago i think japan was declaring a, like state of national emergency mm. so it's like obviously but then it'll be like, well, not everyone's wearing masks. Like, the non-maskers got the blame for the spikes around Christmas time. Right. And it's like, fucking have a day off. Do you know what I mean? It's like, stop buying into this bullshit. Well, like, like, like I said, we've gone everywhere. We've gone to Edinburgh. We've gone to Cyprus. We've gone. We've lived our lives absolutely normally, which some people haven't. And that's a shame. The only di- difference for us is the people, the way they look. But we've gone everywhere and done everything we could. could. Lila and I and my children have lived normally. We have not lost 16 months of our life. Maybe I would have, because of the way I live, I would have taken maybe more trips. Uh, I've taken less trips, but I still traveled and lived more than what some people live. And yet, and we went to the protest as well, which was three weeks ago or something like that. And antibody test says that we didn't have, we never caught COVID. So this is the, the this is the problem here. It's like we, we we can't believe something just because it's on the TV when we have been guinea pigs for the whole world. There we go. We've demonstrated it for all of you to see. We've demonstrated that you could live. You could have. You could have, but you fucking didn't. You could have lived your lives for 16 months absolutely normal, but you chose not to because you believe something on the TV, and that's the problem. We've lived that normal lives. My children have lived normal lives. My ex-wife has lived a normal life. Well, I wouldn't call her normal, but anyway. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, and we, we haven't even caught it. So we're not superhuman. And, and Yeah, you have hit the nail on the head. I've, I've like sort of pretty much 
Um, I mean, I go into shops, I stand well back from people because I respect it, and it's like it just saves me hassle as well. I don't want to be, I don't want to be that guy. Um, and it's like, yeah, it's I'm just lost for words because it's fucking, it's just so stupid. I mean, I did get, I do get angry like last lockdown when it was uh, taken off, and we would go down to the beach and my kids. You know the way kids run around. Do you have kids, Rich? No. Kids, kids, kids run around. They're not. They don't think of, you know, they don't have awareness of uh, space, personal space of people, yeah? So um, they, they would they would play and they would run next to people. And some people would literally jump. They would hop back. And it, it was like, and then my kids would freak out and they would walk towards us and just stand, you know, like a little bit shy next to us. And I'm like, kids, I go, there is nothing wrong with you. You're not sick. They're sick. <laughs> <laughs> they're sick they're, you're not sick you're fine and I was a blessing from God uh, just two minutes later uh, a, a group of people and they were they were elderly as well they came up to us and they wanted to pat they had a dog and they wanted to they wanted to introduce their dog with our dog and my my daughters and they leaned down and they were about I don't know like seven eight inches away from each other from my children's face and they were talking to them nicely and I thought oh thank you God Thank you so much for showing that, the, you know, my kids literally got freaked out by those fucking idiots wearing their masks, leaping away from my children, making my children feel like they were diseased. My kids aren't diseased. They have the disease, disease in the mind. And when that group of elderly people were like that with my kids, it brought hope. And it was so nice. And I stood there and my heart melted. And I looked at them and they knew they knew. Like, I, I was like. Like a thank you to them, you know. So and there, there was there was a lot of situations like that where people were just they didn't care, they did not care, and I'm sure those people are still alive. My kids did not kill them. Yeah, I'm like sort of sure they are as well. You you're like going on about the, these are like maskers because obviously masking is a massive issue um, with like everyone. I'd like sort of think, but one thing I have noticed, and as we mentioned that. The government hadn't been putting any yellow biohazard bins in them like the streets for like you like you just see them littered up for such a deadly disease for yeah. people going in all masked up like sort of them bio suits in them like to people's houses. Right. The government aren't doing much about these masks that are being strewn about that could carry this bacteria, this virus. They haven't, they haven't so done say, anything that makes sense. They haven't done anything. No, so you know, in London, did you ever get? Did you see those signs? We went into London, and there were social distancing signs for cars. For cars, they were asking cars to social distance. Were was you, was that due? Was that due to the pandemic? Yeah, yes, that, yeah. yes. It was COVID signs. I will send you the picture. I'll go through my phone. I'll find you the pictures. Is that right, Leela? That was that was last year. We drove into London and there were signs on on the street lights and they were asking cars to social distance. And that was in London. And then in Bath, we noticed a sign that was saying so it went where the street light was so that you could cross the street. And so on the curve, it was asking cars to take the curve wide so that they would social distance between somebody that was standing on the pavement. And this is this is a, this is a piss take, right? You, yeah, you you might mention something very beginning of the podcast where people in China were beginning to like just fall down dead. Now yeah. we've never seen that anywhere else around the world. Okay, so they meant to be falling down from COVID. So I'd like to ask someone 
why aren't we seeing it anywhere else but there but just at China I mean there's a conspiracy theory going around that China testing some sort of microwave weapon on their own sure. people sure 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 what, what wasn't there wasn't it in Cuba or somewhere like that where there was a, an embassy where they used some kind of a I don't know some kind of weapon nobody could hear it nothing and everybody started falling to the floor sick throwing up and, and some, that, yeah they had per- permanent brain damage after that I believe some of them there's um sort of oh always experiment with sound and like weapons now if like that's true or not i don't know i don't really believe that i do believe there's some sound weapons out there but if that's what's the case i don't know i'd rather think it's probably all staged to do with china but we've not seen that anywhere else and around the world if they have if they have weapons like that then that's there's a good chance that's what they were using in china and we're talking about china right now which their military is extremely advanced you know, we don't know. Like you said, they could have been gassing them and they could have been they could have put something in their water supply, in their food supply, in isolated areas. And or they could have been tar- targeting certain um, genes. So so that it's not just everybody and it's a certain amount of people. Um, it, it, it's China. We can't trust them. The, what they are, their, their government is inhumane. It's disgusting. They would go to any lengths and they work very closely with the with the Democrats and where where the Republicans uh, or Trump rather wanted to take business away from China because he was right. I mean, and this is the thing. Why do why do we care over here? Why does the whole world care? Because China, the way they 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 treat the people, the workers, the sweatshops. We're supporting this. Everything we use right now, my iPhone, the computer I'm using, my MacBook. Pretty much everything in our lives is made in China and we're constantly funding their way of life and their way of life is immoral. They should not be they should not have this much power. They should not have this much money. So if he was trying to take away their business and take away their money and redirect and bring back businesses back home, which is what we should be doing here in the UK in every country, we shouldn't be we shouldn't have to. Uh, buy something extremely cheap just because it comes from China and we're not buying it cheap. They're making it for a few cents and then we're still spending good money over here. So it's it's all about the profit margins. So these companies don't need to be making so much profit. They could be bringing back their factories here in the UK, make British made products and then we buy the products over here and we know over here that we would not allow those factories to treat the workers immorally. In China, they don't treat them fairly. They don't get paid properly, and that's why they can produce things so cheap. I know. Just, like, mm. just going on the side note about them, that um, everyone wants the um, cars to turn like a sort of like electric, but do they understand where like the lithium and cobalt comes from? They like send kids down mines, paying them like fuck, like fuck all, and the Chinese buy it in a lump sum. Chinese again, um, so y- you do see lots of links to China dominating, but it's like it's just hypocr- it's like hypocr- hypocritical of them to say, um, let's all get petrol cars, let's just fucking ditch it all, but we'll go for a car where people's lives for is, is is like worth fuck all. It's like we're all human. And it's like you've all given your humanity and your spirit up now because to me, no one's got no balls. The people who I thought were real motherfuckers, like proper punks, 
and like all down yeah. for it. The first like, one like, was to don a mask, and I'm like, you're fucking fake. Fuck? All of you, you wear all these fucking fuck the system t-shirts. You've got this attitude. You fucking fuck the government, but yet yeah, you believe him over this. It's like you're a fucking idiot. Even the hippies, even the Dalai Lama himself. The Dalai Lama went and got a vaccine, had it recorded, and I'm thinking, what? Most of your followers, most of your Western followers follow holistic methods. They all believe in crystals and, and herbs and sages and this and that, and suddenly you're telling them to get a vaccine and you had it recorded. Why did he play a role in that? I, 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 I'm, I was shocked. So even hippies have like... I saw that. I did think I and like I thought I thought he was all about peace, religion, choice, and stuff like that. But yet he's pushing this, right? And like, I, I, like again, he's a massive figure to do that. And then they've put on that vaccination concert in them like LA, where everyone was like sort of vaccinated. Was it they had something before that? It's like, how weird can you be to just push yeah. a vaccine? I can't believe what they're saying when they're this when they're being this fucking weird. When they're being this, it's strange, but but because it's like they installed fear from the very beginning of saying we don't want to overload the NHS, we're going to build these hospitals. Them hospitals probably come from some sort of fucking slush fund that, like, sort of like the government or MI5 had and just said we'll build these, it don't fucking matter, uh, because we won't be using, we want to instill the fear. And it's like if like the NHS cracks or crumbles you could be to blame. And, like, all them deaths would be on that person. What happens yeah, to that and, person? I can't see why people can't understand that was just the gaslighting technique. Yeah, of course it was. The, I, so can't believe, they, I can't believe they named those fucking hospitals with the, with the same name as my hotel. That pissed me off so much. But then again, I like saying to people, when they start saying, you know, the, the cops and whoever, environmental health, we're not the Nightingale Hospital, we're the Nightingale Hotel. And that's I what think, we do here. We have. I think that. I think that's cool. I am think that's really cool. It's like the same name. Yeah. Well, I had to. I had to spin that shit somehow. I was like, "Fuck!" They've just named these like useless hospitals, you know. And believe me, I've had more people coming through my hotel. I had thousands of people coming through my hotel when lockdown was lifted last year during the summer. Thousands of people coming through my hotel. Not one fucking person was treated at those hospitals at the NHS, uh, the Nightingale hospitals. And and here, no COVID has ever been traced back to us. None of us have gotten sick. None of my guests uh, called me up and said, shit, after I left your hotel, I got ill. Because it's bullshit. Have you still got to take... Oh, well, no, yes. You can't, like, sort of, obviously, you've got to take people's details because, like, you're in a hotel. But having, like, you got to have that QR code in by law. No, 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 no. We, we didn't do any of that. That's mental. That's crazy. There's no way. I'm, I, I never did it either. When I went places and they said, you have to do it, I'd either start an argument or sometimes I'd just pretend to sit there playing with my phone. And, yeah. and then here, the same thing. I mean, first of all, um, if, if somebody wants to book here, to stay here, I want to know who they are because I have my children living here and I have guests here with children uh, which stay here. I have families here. We're a family hotel. Even though it looks, you know, gothic rock and roll, we, we gothic rock and roll type, we have kids as well. So we go and, you know, they come here and I have loads of children coming here and families which have come here year after year. And my children have been, you know, go, grown up with them. They know them. Um, and 
so, but if but if somebody wanted to come here and then gave me their information so that I know who they are and then said to me, by the way, I want to be discreet here and I don't want anyone to know that I stayed here for whatever reason, which I wouldn't ask them. So I would appreciate it if you didn't put my name in your in your system. I'd be like, that's perfectly fine. I've done that before. I've gone to places before and I said, I don't want to be put in your system. And here's my ID. You know who I am now. But in my system, I want you to put, um, you know, John Smith. And they'll be like, of course, sir, no problem. John Smith it is. And that's exactly what I would do here as well. Because I know who they are I, I, and I'm happy with that. But I'm not going to, and I'm definitely never going to disclose. If, 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 if they came in here and said to me, right, we need to know everybody that stayed in the last two weeks. We need a list of that. I'll be like, right, well, you're going to have to try to get that from a judge. We're going to have to go to court and it's going to take you a year or however long it's going to take you for that to go into the process for me to hand that over to you. There is no way I'm disclosing that information to anybody unless I know that it was, you know, I don't know if somebody got murdered or something legitimate. Yeah. You know, if it was something that I genuinely believed that, you know, they needed, but I don't believe that they need the information for anything. And they definitely don't need it for COVID or pandemics or any fucking bullshit that they might ask me for. Nobody's asked me for any information like that so far. And, and that's how it's going to stay. Nobody here is going to give exchange in your, your information to the NHS or to the police or to anyone like that uh, due, to, due to the pandemic. Yeah, I completely agree. So... Where are you going from now, like with your hotel? Like, you got any plans for the future? What's some like, what's like the big plans for you? I mean, this is great. I, in in some way, this was a blessing. Yeah, like I said to you, I thought I completely destroyed my business, and some days I, I thought, you know, maybe I should have gone along with it. Maybe I should have just played along and said, yeah, you know. Let, support the NHS and you know oh my god save grandpa and grandma we're gonna kill them my kids are gonna kill them so everyone put on masks and you know and then everyone would have given me the support oh what a responsible man you are we can't wait to come and stay at your safe hotel and all that bullshit and I it, it passed through my mind obviously now and again I think and then I was like no fucking way I'd rather not have a hotel like that and I'd rather so but then I've been rewarded like that and I appreciate and I'm thankful to everybody who has supported us and has helped us now become a success. So my hotel is now going to continue and it's all these beautiful red pillars are going to come this year and it's going to be so great. We've already had so many turn up recently. They knock on the door, they sit in the garden and they're like, oh, can we order some uh, cocktails? I'm like, yeah. And then I figure out who they are. I'm like, it's cold out here. Let's go inside. So we sit inside the bar and they have their cocktails in there and they're lovely, lovely people. So I'm really happy with that. So I'm hoping the future holds some good things for us here. Um, But I would rather there wasn't any restrictions in travel because people deserve to go abroad as well. I'm not a greedy person. I hope I get business so I can support my family, so I can support my expenses here and support my staff. And um, but likewise, I want I want to travel, and I think people um, deserve to travel. So they should. So, uh, you know, I just want yeah. things to go. I just think I want things to go back to normal. I don't want this it's, to continue. It's very sad to say that, isn't it? Let's get back to normal. Yeah. It's so strange because it's like, it's, this isn't the new normal. This is the abnormal. Yes. 
Yeah. So, if and people wanted to, because it's like we've got an, we've got two hours and ten minutes, two hours and six minutes. That's yeah. awesome. Um, if people wanted to find out more about you, where would you, um, where would they go to? If they can follow me on Twitter, Nightingale underscore thirty one. That's what my Twitter handle, Nightingale underscore thirty one. Um, my other Twitter account, which was larger, my personal one got taken down. This one might get taken down, so I'm creating a backup now, um, just in case. And they can also follow us on YouTube as well, the Nightingale Mansion Smart Hotel, and uh, our website. Go to our website and, 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 and you know remember it, just in case we get taken down from all social media. Because I'm never going to stop fighting. I'm never going to stop expressing my opinion. Just because now I, I've connected to so many thousands of people which want to support us doesn't mean I'm... There's no way. I'm still battling right now on social media like crazy. And if I got taken down once, I can get taken down again. So follow me on Twitter, Nightingale underscore 31, or on the webpage, nightingale-hotel.co.uk. What I'm going to ask you to do is, is also, if you can send me the links, yeah, I will just copy and paste them, because I was just going to put your um, website, because I'm not on social media. Okay. So, but if you just send me them all, I'll like bang them all down and like there, and um, I'll have to see if I can book to come and if I'm allowed to come and stay at your hotel. It's, Hell it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, mate. Dude, so, I'm setting up. I'm setting up a podcast uh, room downstairs where the reception used to be, so you can do your podcast from there as well. That'd be amazing. We'll have to sort some out. Yeah, 100%. definitely. Thank you so much for getting me on your show. I love talking about it, and I love that people are giving me the platform to express my opinion. And you sound like an amazing person. We sound very similar to each other, and we've been we down paths. Yeah, and I, I'm really looking forward to meeting you in person and uh, having a couple of drinks together and smoking a joint together. And yeah. Yeah, so if um, you're more than welcome to come back on, and that goes for anyone who's listening, anyone who wants to come on, if you agree or don't agree. Let's just talk about it because you might make me see sense and I might make you see sense. Or we could just say fuck off to each other. But <laughs> anyone is welcome on to talk about whatever they want to talk about. It's just an open platform. So there we Perfect. go. Thank cool you for doing No, thanks for coming on. And I'll get it across to you. I'll send and I'll send you the link when it's all done. Lovely. Appreciate that, Richard. Spot on. Take Thank care. you very much. Take care, buddy. Thank you. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.